You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, it's Mella. Our episode today is all about moon magic, and I'm excited to chat with y'all about that. I've gleaned a lot of information from various sources throughout the years of my practice, but I've also done some extra research for this episode, and all the books or sites I've used are listed for your perusal. But I want you to know that my policy on books is a loose one. I very rarely can say to any one book, yeah, Every single thing in here is exactly what I believe. Because, well, I'm a little bit ornery. But I do glean information from a lot of books, and I take all books written from someone's personal pagan perspective with a grain of salt. I expect people to do that with me as well, whether it's a class I teach, a book I write, or this podcast. In other words, even if you don't believe or like everything that's in any given book, you can find a lot of useful information. So keep that in mind and don't take my list of books as, Sweet Baby Jesus, I better order every one of these books now because they're going to take me to a new level of witchery. Nah, I'm just a book hoarder. I'll always tell you if I recommend a book for your witchy library. So let's get started talking about the moon. It's not a secret that the moon affects our world in a lot of ways. The tides ebb and flow with the moon. In many cases, women ebb and flow with the moon as well. This is a perfect example of as above, so below in so many ways. There's a reason that through the ages, a woman's period was called being on your moon cycle. A woman's cycle is normally about 28 days and the moon is very close to that cycle. Living in close quarters with a lot of women, our periods tend to sync up, and often it would even sync up to the cycle of the moon. The moon is seen by many cultures and paths as feminine energy, while the sun is often seen as more masculine energy. Not always everywhere, but in a lot of places. The moon gives off no light on its own, but instead it reflects the light of the sun. If your tradition or your path sees the moon as feminine, you can look at the phases of the moon as representative of the triple goddess. The maiden during the waxing as she grows. The full moon is the mother. The waning moon is being the crone. And some moon goddesses from around the world include Isis, she's Egyptian, Arianrude, Celtic goddess, Artemis, a Greek goddess, Ixchel, a Mayan goddess, Kuan Yin, Chinese, Luna is Roman, Caridwen is Celtic, Mawu is African, We've got Selene, which is Greek, Diana, which is Roman, Sina, which is Polynesian, Hecate, which is Greek, and Ishtar, Babylonian, and you've got Yamaya, which is seen in African, Caribbean, South American places. So the moon is powerful, and that was just a sampling of some of the moon goddesses from around the world. And I don't know if I said it might, but I tried. 
So when you use the power of the moon in your magic, it might just give it a boost. And since the moon is considered a feminine energy, at least to me, related very closely to the woman's body, as well as our moods and our emotions, we naturally can think of ways to use the moon as an aspect of spells and magical rituals that focus on these things like our manifestation of goals, our sexuality, our emotional balance, and releasing things that just don't serve us any longer or are even harming us. So the moon's phases change approximately every 29 and a half days or so. So we're gonna begin with a new moon and then it begins to wax, we get to the full moon, and then it begins to wane or decrease again until it becomes the new moon yet again. Sometimes people get waxing and waning confused, but if you look at the word wane, just by its definition, it's showing something as lessening. So a waning moon gets smaller and smaller until it disappears in a sense. And that leaves the waxy moon as getting larger and larger until it's the full moon again. Each phase has its own energy, and we're going to talk about that. Do you possibly have any kind of jewelry or clothing or some item with the triple moon symbol on it? If you do, you can use this to always know if the moon is waxing or waning just by looking at the sky if you ever get confused. Because this symbol shows the crescent moon pointing to the left. You've got a full moon in the center and a crescent moon pointing to the right. So if the moon points to the left, if you look up and it looks like that left side of your symbol, then um, you know that it's waxing. It is becoming the full moon. And if the moon's crescent is pointing to the right, it's in its waning phase. And that, that is a good reminder, just if you get confused. If you've got it in a necklace, look at it and you can figure it right out. most well-known phases of the moon are the new moon, the waxing moon, the full moon, the waning moon, and the dark moon. And there are four that aren't as well-known, and they are the waxing crescent, waning crescent, waxing gibbous, and waning gibbous. But we're going to start with the new moon and new moon magic. Now, you might wonder what in the world is the difference between a new moon and a dark moon. And you're going to get into a lot of different trains of thought with this idea. And in the end, I don't think it really matters. But sometimes, personally, what I need to do needs a dark moon. But most of the time, I just need those three days of new moon energy. So the new moon starts when you can see the tiniest little sliver of moon, almost like horns. In fact, some refer to this moon as having the horns of Isis. The new moon can also be when the moon cannot be seen at all, no light reflected. But some will call this particular time the dark moon. So the new moon can also be the dark moon, but the dark moon is not always what people mean when they say new moon, as a new moon can have that little tiny crescent of light. So the new moon, 
We've got that out of the way, explaining that new moon versus dark moon. And the new moon is all about setting goals, making things happen. Manifestation, the spark of new creation. Whatever plans and dreams and goals and desires you have in life, this is the time to do that magic. Think of the term new in new moon. What do you want new in your life? A new home, a new job, new friends, a new relationship? And the new moon, scientifically speaking, is often the most fertile time of the month due to things involving the creation of melatonin in the body and stuff that I'm not even going to get into because it's above my brain. But in today's day and age, with all our artificial light sources and computers, it's not always the case. But knowing that, it's still a really great time to work fertility magic. So here's some ideas for new moon magic. And if you have any other ideas, please send me a message and let me know. For business growth, cleansing and starting fresh, finding a new job, love and romance, health, justice, meditation, setting goals or intentions, wish magic, and for anything you want new or to start fresh in life. One of the most memorable things that I've ever done during the new moon is using its energy to begin a deeper relationship with a deity. So for me, I feel like the new moon is a great time to do personal dedications or initiations and that sort of thing. Here's a great new moon charm using your left shoe and a new penny. And this is from the book called Earth Magic, A Wise Woman's Guide to Herbal, Astrological, and Other Folk Wisdom. On the night of the new moon, you must take a pair of shoes you've been wearing all week, drop a new penny into the left shoe, and go into your chamber window, hold it up to the moon, and speak these words through the open casement. Luna, be my friend tonight. Let my fortune take its flight. May my shoe a moon boat be, silver and gold sail back to me. Then put your two shoes together underneath your bed, and do not disturb them or take the penny out until the moon waxes to full. Afterward, you must give some of your newfound wealth to the angels, or it will vanish away. There's an author's note here that talks about how this was used for children, but even adults can do this charm. And also it talks about the giving some of your newfound wealth to angels really means that giving what you earn over that two-week period of the moon's waxing um, to someone in need. The dark moon is when the moon is not visible at all in the sky. The dark moon is a time of shadow work to me. It's looking inward and doing magic that's very personal. Its magic still holds the manifestation energy, but also, since I believe it's perfect for shadow work, it's a little more than that. It's releasing anything deep inside, trauma, sorrow, hard emotions, perfect at the dark moon. And it's also perfect for self-care. So here's some ideas for dark moon magic shadow work. 
deepening your divine connection, self-care, self-healing, and building your intuition and psychic gifts. And any of the things that we talked about for the new moon would also work for the dark moon. From the Crone's Book of Magical Words by Valerie Worth To be said in the dark of the moon Though maiden and matron and crone have passed And heavy night must reign at last Never allow the queen to lie Quenched in her deadly slough of sky Summon her powers, utter her names And she will rise up again in flames Diana, Luna, Lucina, Lumen Lumen, Lumen. Then we get to the waxing moon. The moon is starting to get lighter each night, more is showing. So if you look at it logically, it really does make sense that this is the energy of making things bigger in your life, in a sense. What do you want to increase or grow? What do you want to amplify? This is a great time for magical workings, for prosperity, for abundance, healing, relationships, communication, business, job growth. Basically use this time for anything you want to attract into your life. Here's a spell from a book that I love called Crone's Book of Magical Words by Valerie Worth. Let me read it. To sweeten another's disposition, thus turn his scorn to kindest love, steal from him, the left hand glove with shining sugar fill it full and tie it that it may not spill with satin ribbons blue and green then when the deed may pass unseen hide it underneath his pillow he shall sleep and melt and mellow so this would be a great time of the month to do this spell here's another love spell idea for a waxing moon you could do it on a full moon too it's called a love braid talisman. You'll need three ribbons, at least nine inches long each. Pick the colors according to what you're calling into your life. For example, you might have a red ribbon if you want more passion. Have a pen that can write on the ribbons. Silver or gold ink would be perfect, but use whatever you have. Write on each of the ribbons what you're looking for in that love relationship. And focus on your intentions as you write it. Now tie the end together and braid the ribbons as you focus on your intentions. At the end, tie your final knot and end your spell however you normally would. So for me, I'd say, and so it is. And then put your braid in your bedroom. So here's some more ideas for waxing moon magic. Hair growth spells, making your hair grow longer. New relationships or growth in a current relationship. Any type of beginning, health, healing, psychic awareness, beauty spells, fertility, abundance or prosperity, astral travel, balance, happiness, protection, success or victory. It's a great time to make talismans and it's a great time for spells for finding objects, people or lost pets. So the full moon, 
our beautiful grandmother moon, bright and fully lit in the sky. The traditional energy of the full moon that you hear about a lot is letting go, is releasing. But let's look a little deeper into that um, and past that perhaps. And think about the power of this phase. It's a time of culmination. It's a time to start seeing results from the seeds you planted at the new moon. Divination magic is powerful at this time. It's about pausing a moment, looking at the growth you were working on during the waxing moon, and now clarifying your goals and even getting rid of anything you realize isn't going to help you along the way. When you look up what different cultures or people call the various full moons, that gives you a glimpse into what might be really awesome for magic as well. So for example, consider this month, it happens to be May right now, the full moon we recently passed. It's called the hare moon, hare is in rabbit, the grass moon, the bright moon. And if you just think about the hare moon or rabbit moon, what do people joke about with rabbits? Well, they joke about that they have tons of babies. So this gives you an idea that this might be a really great moon to do some fertility or sex magic. Some traditions may honor the full and or the new moon as a time of aspect. Both groups and solitary practitioners might honor the aspects as well as the sabbats, which are the seasonal celebrations. An aspect might include a ritual called drawing down the moon. And this is where the divine feminine energy of the moon is pulled down into the body during a trance and messages may be passed from the goddess to the group or the individual. Baby witches might find that intimidating, but it doesn't mean that you can't commune with the moon's energy if you do. Just meditating beneath the moon and even doing some automatic or free writing where you just write whatever comes to mind or divination, pull out your oracle cards, your tarot cards. This is a great way to start. One of my favorite things to do on a full moon when it's warm enough to swim is to come into my saltwater pool. Um, my pool is my healing space. And so during the warm months here in South Carolina after a community full moon ceremony, I come and get into my pool. I'm an empath. And while I do believe in protection for myself, when you're touching so many people and exchanging energy, sometimes it sticks to you. So I cleanse in the pool. I come get in that pool after the ceremony and I just kind of bask in the water underneath the bright full moon. So here's some more ideas for full moon magic. Gratitude rituals, release rituals, protection, bindings, wardings, love magic, healing, purification, travel, planning that vacation. It's a great time for consecration of your magical tools, for healing or empowerment, um, abundance magic or rituals, happiness, spirit contact, anything that requires a large amount of energy or power, divinations, and interpreting dreams. So what do you do on a full moon? Send me a message. I might use it on another episode on the moon this month. I do a full moon ceremony in the community every month. I've been doing this for about a year and a half now. 
Most of the time I do it in person, um, in, uh, in town, and I have anywhere from seven, eight people to upwards of 40. It just depends on what time of year and what I'm doing. And every month I do something a little bit different. So I might have a healing um, ritual. I might have a rebirth ritual. I, I look at what seasonal things are going on. We might have a Thanksgiving um, ritual. I did a gratitude ritual uh, where we honored the God Lou. So I do a little bit of a different thing every time. And that's what I love doing. I love doing these community full moon ceremonies and I open it up to everybody. I have people from all different paths and religions and I try to use language that's more um, able for interfaith for everyone to get something out of it. But I think that it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity um, for me to be able to participate and lead these. And during the quarantine, I've been leading them online on Zoom. And that's been a great opportunity. Here's a spell to wake up your psychic awareness that you could perform on a full moon. And it's from the book, Earth, Air, Fire, and Water, More Techniques of Natural Magic by Scott Cunningham. So the directions of the spell say for best results, use a silver American coin minted before 1964 because they're actually made of silver. Coins dated after the after 1964 are mostly base metals covered with a thin layer of silver and so have less power. To hold the coin in your hand, you gaze into water. You still your mind and you breathe deeply. Rub the coin on your forehead just above and between your eyes, feeling your psychic awareness awakening from its daytime sleep. Visualize your psychic mind blossoming like a pure white rose, arising as the full moon above the horizon of your consciousness. Then in a quiet, dreamy voice, say the following words as you toss the coin into the water of a wishing well. Second sight, psychic light, metal of moon, open me soon. And sit beside the well of the spring, Look into the water and know what you would know. So let's talk about the waning moon. After the full moon, the moon appears to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so we're going to continue looking at the energy of getting rid of things in your life. So this is a perfect time to do magical workings around losing weight. It's also a great time to downsize things in your home. And there's magic in clearing clutter and giving things away. There really is. You have to take things away sometimes to make room for the things that you really need or want. So I've got another spell from the Crohn's Book of Magical Words. It's called Against the Moon's Last Quarter. The waning moon flies low and late with tainted horn and tarnished wit. If you would shun its fevered state, go forth and spit upon a stone and say these lines. Die, old moon, and do it quick, lest I, like thee, grow weak and sick. I do love that book. So here's more ideas for waning moon magic. Banishment spells. Ending a relationship of any sort. 
ending a phase in your life, breaking habits or addictions, removing disease or negative thoughts, releasing hurts or guilt or jealousy, removing illness, reducing your responsibilities at home or work, cleansing and clearing, warding off evil and making magical amulets. This is a rock release spell from the book, The Book of Crystal Spells, Magical Uses for Stones, Crystals, Minerals, and Even Sand by Ember Grant. So you take a stone or a rock. It should fit comfortably in your hand so that you can throw it with ease. And you visualize whatever it is that you're releasing as you throw this stone into a body of water. Perform it during a waning moon phase and use this chant. Stone I throw, I let it go. This I now release. Travel far, I know you are safely out of reach. What about those special lunar happenings? These events bring special energy and it's a good idea to mark them on your calendar so you don't miss them. A blue moon can mean a few different things, so keep that in mind when you're doing research for any particular year. Usually though, in our day and age, we know it as an extra full moon in a month. It's where once in a blue moon comes from, as a blue moon just doesn't happen all the time. The energy of a blue moon is like a double dose of your normal full moon energy. It's a very intense, deep energy and perfect for magic that might need an extra boost of energy. You may find that you get some bigger results if you use this energy for your magic. It's a great energy to work with for wish magic. And so this would be your second full moon in a month. So have you ever heard of a black moon? Last year, I invited people to my house where I did a black moon warrior dedication ritual outside around the bonfire. It's about the opposite of blue moon. And just like a blue moon has some different interpretations of what it is. Is it the third new moon in a season of four new moons? Much like the older definition of a blue moon being the third full moon in a season of four full moons. There's usually only three moons in a season or a second new moon in one month. Either way you figure it out, it's still called a black moon. Another more rare black moon is when February has no full moon. It happens about every 20 years. January would have two full moons and March would have two full moons in this case. And then February has no full moon. The last time it happened was in 2018. Black moon energy is extremely intense. Some say its energy is so strong that it can open the veil between the worlds. So this might be a great time to contact departed spirits or your ancestors or loved ones that have passed through the veil. It's also a great time to focus on serious banishments like for stalkers or some serious illness. And let's talk about a supermoon. A supermoon is where the moon is closest to the earth. So it appears much bigger in the sky when it's a full moon. You can also have a new moon that's a supermoon. Astronomically speaking, it's called a perigee syzygy. Syzygy is one of my favorite words. 
It basically means alignment. And you can use the supermoon syzygy energy for things in your life that you want to supersize in a sense. So for a full supermoon, everything is magnified. So plan your big life-changing magic for the super new moon or the super full moon. Now eclipses hold energy perfect for divination and path working or journeying to glean information from your spirit guides or your spirit helpers, uh, even divine energies. It's also a great time to do any type of personal transformation magic, especially dealing with addictions and really big changes in your life. Specifically, solar eclipses, which occur on a new moon, are great for dream work, interpersonal growth, and psychic practices. And lunar eclipses, which occur on a full moon, bring to light things that may have been hidden for a while. So again, it's another time that's going to be great for shadow work. So here's a great moon magic essential oil blend to enhance the power of the moon at any time. You get five drops of narcissus, five drops of sandalwood, three drops of lotus, three drops of myrrh, and one drop of lemon. And wear this when you're doing moon magic. If it were me, I'd put a carrier oil in there of something, almond oil, something like that. Uh, but the recipe that I got this from did not have anything like that. I like carrier oils. That's how I do uh, any kind of oil blends for me, especially since it has lemon in there. Any kind of your, your citrus oils, if you put that on and you just happen to put it on when the sun was still out, you could... Um, have some issues with the sun and any of your citrus oils. That's just an aside of some, uh, just a practice that I do with essential oils. So is there a time when you should not cast magic at all? So I've read that while the moon is transitioning between one sign and the next, called void of course or VOC, magic should be avoided. And this could last as little as a minute and even up to 24 hours, just depends. Um, but it's usually a handful of hours, maybe about three hours. And you can easily look up when the moon is void, of course, each month. Lady Luna, I ask your blessing as I work spells to you addressing all my love. And will I give bless this magic that it does live. While doing your research about a full moon, you may see that it's in Virgo or some other astrological sign. What does this mean for magic? So you can get a little deeper using moon magic when you use the correspondences for the moon sign as well as the moon phase. So I'm going to read to you a list of correspondences to the moon signs from The Modern Witchcraft Grimoire by Sky Alexander. Aries. Confronting obstacles and adversaries, courage, competition, starting new ventures, vitality, masculine virility, Taurus, abundance, fortitude, fertility, sex, plant or earth magic, spells for home or property, Gemini, communication, learning, mental pursuits, and short trips, Cancer, 
spells for the home, protection, security, feminine fertility, and children. Leo, leadership, career success, courage, recognition, creativity, vitality. Virgo, health and healing, job-oriented spells, discernment, mental clarity, pets. Libra, love, legal matters, peace, artistic endeavors, social situations, balance within and without. Scorpio, power, sexuality, psychic pursuits, overcoming obstacles and fears, banishing and transformation. Sagittarius, travel, spiritual growth, knowledge, expansion, creating opportunities and good luck. Capricorn, firm foundations, self-control, financial stability, career success, public image, manifesting goals, binding or banishing. Aquarius, change, new opportunities, adventure, liberation, friendship, group endeavors. And Pisces, creativity, emotional healing, spiritual pursuits, and developing psychic awareness. So when you use your moon signs and the phase of the moon together, you're just creating a lot more power for your spells. In my work with the pagan community, both with new and experienced witches, I found that there can be a lot of disappointment about missing the night of the full moon um, and thinking that nothing can be done for another month or missing the dark moon, etc. I personally believe that the energy lasts longer than just that point of time when we have a new moon, a full moon, an eclipse and the like. I tell people all the time, you've got the day before, the day of, and the day after. You've got three days of energy. So if you are busy the night of the full moon, do not get dis discouraged. Do your ritual or spell working the day before or do it the day after, it's okay. Also, while using the moon is a great practice and I do wanna encourage you to try incorporating that into your practice, don't let it stop you from doing your own magical workings and rituals. If you are seriously in need of a good release ritual tonight, and it just happens to be right in the midst of a waxing moon. Traditionally a time for building things up, not getting rid of things. Do it anyway. This enhances your magic. It's not the do all end all to magic. Do magic when you are able to do it. It's called witchcraft for a reason. It's a craft. You practice it. You do it. Do it every day. Do it when you need it. And as you continue on your path, you will slowly begin to incorporate things like the phases of the moon into your calendar so you don't miss things and into your spiritual path. But don't let that discourage you and don't let that stop you from doing any type of magic. No matter what kind of witch or pagan you are, whether you're a green witch like me or not, using the moon in your magic will be a great boost to your workings. And I'd love to hear what you think about this. And tell me what you do for the phases of the moon, if anything. Got a question? Ask me. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. 
You can follow Mella on Facebook and Instagram at BellBookCandleSC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and support the work of Bell Book and Candle at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle.